Yo, welcome everybody to the On Air Podcast. I am your host, Elliot Nelson, along with my beautiful bride. Do you ever get tired of me saying beautiful bride? Do you want me to give you something else? A little bit, because I'm not your bride no more. You're always my bride. You're my wife. I don't know if wife and bride is synonymous. Uh, I thought bride is just wedding. uh, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, well, along with my beautiful wife, Miss Larissa Nelson, we... You might want to give them another hello, everyone. Hey, y'all. It's 9 o'clock at night right now, and we just put Allure to sleep. And, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so as you see, you can see how our day is going. I, today was actually not that bad, actually. She's been she's been pretty good these past couple of days. Well, that's because she's been knowing how to talk now. So she, she learned a new skill, and now she feel like she's on top of the world. Maybe that's... That's why she was going through them growing pains and fussing. Because her mind was like talking. She's like, I can't. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. These toddlers. Super weird. Toddlers are toxic. Yeah. I wouldn't say toxic. That's such a bad word. I know. They're they're just weird. They're Uh, crazy. They're crazy. Yeah. And and they they got a little crazy in them. But uh, love Allura, obviously. Uh, And this podcast episode is not about Allura. But. Uh, for the most part, yeah, we've we've had a pretty uh, decent day with the Lord. The past couple of days have been decent, and I'm going to speak it into existence. You know, manifest it for tomorrow. Oh <laughs> I'm gonna manifest it for tomorrow uh, for my baby. She actually woke up a little later too. I I was actually pretty shocked. My dad uh, texted me and said, "Hey, I need you to pick me up a, a matcha latte. I'm going to order it online." I was like, "I don't know what time the Lord gonna wake up, but all right, brother." Um, matcha latte. He drinks matcha. I, that's his version of green tea. Oh, you know, okay. matcha is green tea or yeah. matcha or green whatever, whatever the mixture is. And so, uh, I had a feeling that he was going to want me to bring him Starbucks one day. Uh, right. So fancy. I didn't know my daddy in law was fancy like that. Yeah, he drinks matcha latte. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's actually surprised me too. I'm like matcha latte. Okay, cool. Dad, you must have found something that rock with him. And so. But he drink coffee and, and stuff like that, but he'll always drink his coffee black. And so, of course, you know, and, and now I'm like, why would you get a matcha latte? Because that's definitely not black. But, you know, he's probably already had it. So, you know, whatever floats his boat, that's the man of God. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I ain't bugging too much off of it. But um, for the most part, yeah, we've, we've been having a good uh, day. We've had a good past couple of weeks. I think we had a good past couple of weeks. The past couple of weeks have been a little blur. But yeah, yeah, I've been working a lot and I got a lot going on behind the scenes. So I am very, very tired. I've been staying up late in my office, waking up early. Oh my gosh, this is not the life for me. I need, I need you to get rich off of crypto. Well, if you will let me invest and the money, me. Oh boy, please let me invest the money. Uh, and, and we can, we can go, you are, we already talked about that. So you, we won't tell the people the amount that we've talked about, uh, recently, but I'm about to be actively trading. Uh, I actually just learned a new trading move, which made me so happy because I played with a demo account on it and made a little quick $20 and on, on my little demo account. And I was excited cause I was like, yo, looking at these charts is definitely a new skill for me. I'm like, bro, I don't know. Half the stuff y'all talking about, but when I started to listen today during our little call, and I said, like, "Oh, this makes sense." Okay, so boom, we go do this, do this, do that. Boom, the market's going down. Boom, I'm putting my little sale in here. Boom, dang, twenty dollars just like that in a matter of like 
Some people some people don't even make twenty dollars in an hour. I just made twenty dollars in fifteen minutes. It's crazy. Mm. Um, he wants to take his whole paycheck and put it into crypto. <laughs> if I could, if I was single, Elliot, I would. He's not doing that. I, if I was single, Elliot, I would. But you know, we already talked about and discussed how we're going to divvy that up and things like that. So I'm going to be able to invest for sure. And yeah, uh, that's going to be starting this month because we should talk about. Um, investing from a biblical standpoint one day. Oh, I actually was thinking about that today because my dad and I were talking, and y'all y'all just don't know. I'm just going to give you this play, and we'll move on to our topic for today. But my dad even said tithing is an investing principle. Mm. It and my, if anybody knows, my dad know. He said tithing investing is even is biblical, mm-hmm. and from the standpoint, and it it always it like it, it makes sense because. When you when you literally give money into the and I'm giving this for free, you can check out this podcast episode later. But when you give money, when you when you tithe your ten percent, and we are consistent tithers, yeah, we are consistent tithers. Well, but when you when you tithe, I don't know no one who tithes without having an expectation of it coming back to them. Ugh, honey, because I, I got an expectation. Of all these daggone tithes. We <laughs> so I'm like, no one ever tithes. Like when you tithe, you go to tithe in faith, expecting God to give you that tenfold. So to give you your investment and then give you more over that investment too. Mm-hmm. But that's for free. That's for somebody. That's another episode for another I time. I to say that's not this episode. That's not this episode. But that like that that vantage point is what even made me say, yo, like every time we get paid, I mean, and again, we talked about the trading or we talked about our what, the trading account and whatnot. But every time we get paid, if we put 10% on tithing, you should be doing another percentage of your check into mm-hmm. investing. But anyway, so not the point. So in recent news, which is, you know, we super late on this call, but we just decided to go ahead and talk about this. Uh, there's been a whole lot of things going on in pop culture. We can just call it pop culture uh, around friendship. And one of those things, and I'll talk about this from this standpoint, and then Larissa and I can talk about the other friendship uh, debacle that happened on another standpoint as well. But Joe Budden, Rory, and Maul are no longer podcasting together. If anybody knows Joe Budden, Joe Budden is a rapper. He uh, or former retired rapper. He also is somebody who is critically acclaimed in the podcast space. Uh, he's also on Love and Hip Hop. For all y'all that secretly watch Love and Hip Hop, he's no longer on there no more, but he was up there before. And he and a couple buddies of his, Rory and Maul, uh, were doing a podcast literally together for six years. Like the longest ever. Dang, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, they yes. they had been doing it for a while, and at first it didn't start off with Rory and Maul, but it ended up being Rory and Maul. The chemistry was fire. The chemistry was great, and then out of nowhere, Rory and Maul just started not being on episodes. It was kind of like when Aunt Viv uh, left Fresh Prince, or when the main character in a sitcom just kind of goes away for a moment. Like, where are you at? Like, why are you not in the episodes? Like, why is Martin and Gina in separate, co- in separate, you know, scenes talking to each other through a phone? Like, let's let's just get to it. And so, me, I'm like, yo, why is Joe Budden, why is Rory and Maul not in their seats? I don't want to listen to these two new guys. Sorry, Ice and Ish. They're probably never going to listen to this. But I don't want to listen to these new guys. I want to listen to Rory he and Maul. He got new guys on there? Yeah, he had new guys. I when, thought he was just doing it by himself. No. But, oh, my God. But the thing, and what's crazy is Maul 
he was he was pissed. He was like, "Yo, like you we had you had a sicker break because you know there was some tension involved and things like that." And then you ended up putting two other niggas. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you ended up uh, you end up putting two other people in our chairs without no discussion at all. That to me is disrespectful. That's what Maul said. Uh, and so it's been interesting to see their friendship played out. But in recent interviews, it looks like they're not really cool like that no more. Like Rory and Maul are cool. They have their own their own podcast called the Rory and Maul Show or New Rory and Maul. And Joe Budden is still being Joe Budden with the two uh, the two uh, junkies or the two the two uh, flunkies. That's what I call them. Uh, the two flunkies who nobody wants to listen to. We want to listen to Rory and Maul with Joe Budden. But case in point, friendship apparently has been at the forefront. And if you know anything about Joe Budden, Joe Budden is not the best with relationships. Like clearly at all and like to the point where like he was putting rory taking rory to like therapy like they were going through therapy together things like that Aww. he was trying to help the friendship out he was trying to help the, the podcast out oh they were all gosh. trying to help they it out in therapy together that's so beautiful yeah, i guess <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it just it, it kind of struck to me as like yo like men do have relationship issues and friendship issues uh too uh, not just women, but women have it a whole great deal. And so Larissa, uh, and even I, myself, we've, we've both since being married for the past three years, we've seen our share of friendships die. Even before getting married, we saw them really go to the pits of hell almost like <laughs> just out of nowhere. They just went like, it's gone. Bye-bye. And we just looked up and like, yo, this person don't really rock with me like that no more. And I didn't even do nothing to him. Like, Mm, mm, mm. Well, well, certain people. There are other people that you did something, like they they did something that I did something, um, or vice versa. And so we wanted to kind of talk about the dynamics of friendship when it comes to the faith, when it comes to being heirs, when it comes to living out our friendships. Because one of the things I'm always convicted of when I look at you know people like Joe Budden and Rory Amal is that yo. There is a time and a season for everything, but I do believe that friendships are very strategic in God's plan. Like, I don't think we take friendships very seriously. We talk about marriage a whole lot because we feel like that is the most superior thing in the world. And in some retrospects it is, but we never really take the friendship seriously. Like, I don't know why, because my Bible say a friend is closer than a brother. Right. But so and that I'm glad you said that, because one of the biggest things for me has always been because I I didn't I never had any brothers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my guys, my group of friends, uh, the guys that I can count on my hand, who I can call my the friends are like my brothers. I call them the brotherhood because they remind me of the wood. OK. And the best man. OK. That- That's how they are. <laughs> That's why I call them the brother. They're so cute. That, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we typically don't say that, but that's neither here nor there. And so, like, I, I just wanted to kind of have the conversation on friendship is really a part of God's plan, like I said. But it's also when we talk about things that God left on us here on earth for us to experience, it's not just marriage, it's also friendship, quality friendships. And relationships in general, relationships in general, romantic and platonic relationships. And I was just in the bathroom and I realized, 
yo, we don't talk talk enough about Satan attacking friendships. Mm. And I'm going to park it right there because I think you you can talk to this a little bit. I think we both can. But I want to hear your perspective on what that's like. Have you felt like Satan has attacked your friendships? Um, even recently, you dealt with something that you felt like the Lord was telling you to deal with. And it ended up turning out to be, at first it turned out to be something that you didn't think was going to be. And then just a, like maybe a f- couple of nights ago, it's like, oh, wow. Okay, so this is actually mended. Yeah, the Lord uh, did some reconciliation. Um, I have, well, first of all, let me just say this. I have always, and although it might seem, it might not seem that way exteriorly, or outwardly, I've always been big on friendships because, first of all, I have two sisters. And so I know what um, sisterhood off back should represent and, you know, how valuable it is close up. And so, but outside of my sisters, friendship has always been super important to me because I feel like the Lord uses friendships and specifically my friendships to bring a level of healing to me and it 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 has always been that way and so I have always valued sisterhood and friendship because as quiet as it's kept I don't like people it ain't quiet as it's I don't keep it quiet I don't like people so the people that I do like I like right and I value and cherish them. And so I'm like, well, if I don't like the world, I need to have at least a few people in my corner, in my circle, who I actually do like and, you know, can learn from, can be encouraged by, and, you know, ultimately can be my hedge. Right. Um, And so it wasn't until, um, I want to say when you and I, like, kind of first started dating not really first started dating because there was an incident that happened um hold up I didn't hear about this incident so no at the beginning of our marriage when I when I lost that one specific friendship oh yeah that wasn't Satan that was God sorry yeah well that wasn't the devil attacking that that was the Lord closing that door yeah um But that was the first real friendship that I lost that, like, really surprised me and hurt my feelings, although it was toxic. And I won't say it was. So I I do. I think I can say that I take accountability for my actions and that I'm big on ownership and, you know, looking at myself and not placing the whole blame on another person, but I can genuinely honestly say in Jesus name. And I only say in Jesus name, if this is the hundred percent true, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I played no parts yeah. in this relationship going South. Okay. And I dealt with a lot of hurt and betrayal and confusion and just, you know, I mean, the end of that friendship was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just very, it was very abrupt. It was very random. Um, It was very immature on the other person's side because (laughs) 
I asked her a question, um, you know, just and I feel like um, conflict resolution is very important in friendships. And it's key if you're going to maintain the friendship. I'm going let, to keep that point in my head because I got something to say to that. Yes. And if we avoid conflict, it's like, well, what's the point of this friendship? We're not really growing and you're supposed to grow in your friendships. Big facts. And so I confronted this person, just asked her a simple question about something she had done that I felt like, you know, was a little slick behind my back betrayal or whatever. And the conversation just totally went south. Like she was projecting and... um I had to remember what it was, and it just came to me. Yeah, because it now. was it was some years ago. Now this yeah, was yeah. Um, at the beginning of Elliot and I's marriage. We were, and I think we had just gotten pregnant. And yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, had yeah, just yeah. gotten pregnant Somebody because the girl me. tried yeah. to come to the house and fight me. Yeah, literally for no reason, y'all. Yeah. I asked her a question. The conversation went south. I stopped talking to her. And I knew it was going to go south because of the way she is. And so I blocked her number. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I was already under a bunch of stress. Um, we were planning a wedding at that time. We had just found out that I was pregnant with Laura. It was just so much. And so I was like, okay. And I heard the Lord clearly say, you need to go ahead and end this. And so I gracefully ended it. I didn't say anything back to her. I And she messaged me on Facebook. She messaged Elliot on Facebook, sending these mean, nasty texts, got on Twitter, made a Twitter account, like tried to ruin my reputation. It was just so awful. And so I feel like that was kind of like the turning point in my perspective when it comes to friendships, because I started seeing friendship through a broken lens because of that situation. Mm. And so it was very hard for me to accept new friends and, you know, get to know um, uh, new women on a deeper level, like on a friendship level. Like it was very hard for me to open myself back up after that situation. Um, But the Lord had started using my new friendships to heal me from my old ones, which is, this is just so crazy, y'all, because I had never really gone through anything like this, and it was unlike anything that I had gone through with, like, Elliot or um, just different, other different relationships in my life. It was just so weird, but I, I love that I went through that because I got to see a whole new side of God, and I got to see my, like, healing and reconciliation process up front. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if any of all of that makes sense, but yeah, I guess that's a good starting point to open this conversation. <laughs> so I wanted, I wanted to go back to the conflict resolution thing because a lot of people nowadays want to cut people off. Mm, very Especially y'all quickly. on Twitter. You have got to be more careful. Because here's the thing, just because you all have a disagreement, I, I talk, we'll talk about this on another podcast episode about what disagreement really is. Mm-hmm. Disagreement does not mean I don't love you. Right. It's just y'all seeing things in or through different lenses and exactly. different perspectives. And like it, it, it doesn't mean, in fact, I would be leery or weary of any friendship that I have where I agree with them on everything. Right. Like, where's the room to grow? And I say that about marriage. 
I said that about marriage. I said that about relationships. You don't want to be with someone that you agree with all the time. I don't mm-hmm. agree with Larissa all the time. She don't agree with me all the time. I definitely don't agree when she uh, she orders from Amazon. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't agree. But at the end of the day, like, yes, I know what Scripture said. I, I know it's it, you. You hear it in your head all all the time right now. Is that agreement, or how can two walk together unless they agree? But we're not talking about agreement. And from the standpoint, of, we're, we're talking about salvational mm-hmm. type of things. We're not talking about, uh, well, I disagree that you think that I shouldn't award them daggone heels. Or I disagree that you don't think that I should be dating your ex. Like, we're not talking about that. You can you can come to a resolution for that. And I'm, not, and I'm definitely not advocating for people dating other people's exes and things like that. Because I think that's, that's just weird. But... I do think there is some conflict resolution that we don't understand and know. We not we don't we don't want to get clear about things with our friendships. This year I made it a point. Every friend that I had in my pocket or in my like on my side, I made it a point to reach out and say, "Yo, how can I be a better friend?" Mm-hmm. Because I understand that one life happens. Like life happens. You married, we all married. All of my friends are married. So I can't expect for them to call me every day. I can't expect for them to text me every day. I and, and they sure can't expect for me to do the same to them. So how can I be a better friend? Do you want me to check on you every quarter? Like what 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 is it that I can make sure that I'm being a great friend to you? And a lot of times that's what y'all dealing with. Y'all don't want to deal with being a good friend. You want somebody that's going to literally stroke your ego. Stroke basically. your ego, say yes to everything. And the moment y'all have conflict, all right, boom, I'm done. And you know what I think? I think the devil uses the spirit of timidity. We don't talk about that often, but I feel like that's one of the most evil spirits behind a broken friendship is someone being timid. And I feel like, you know, the devil kind of uses that. It's like, oh, I'm going to dodge this conversation because... I, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And and we don't care if it makes you, God doesn't care if it makes you uncomfortable. No, we're not called to comfort. Like period, point blank. No, nothing, like I think of it as like a, I guess we can think of it as a tree. We look at the trees today, they all went through a comfortable process, uncomfortable process. Like. Babies, they, giving birth. Giving, like babies went through, like I was looking at a picture of a baby, a newly born baby today. And I said, Yo. Like, just as much as it was traumatic for the the woman to have the baby, it was traumatic for the baby to had to, to be birthed. Yeah, like it was uncomfortable, but they they ended up making it through. And so, that's just, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> they ended up making it through. Oh my goodness, Elliot, what are you talking about? Um, but no, they like, and and that's the vantage point of relationships, like. If we had any points, point one would be you got to be better at conflict resolution. Like you can't just let small things. And that's another example. We had another, you know, episode with friends uh, when Alora was born. Was it before? It was actually before she was, was born. Before, yeah. You know, friends that we know who, I mean, whether they listen to it or not, like, hey, y'all, love y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but and we don't, we don't say the names or anything like that because y'all probably know them as well. But like we we had a problem there was, there was a problem that we didn't know there was a problem we had no idea we woke up one day and we were unfollowed on on social media 
And months went by before me and uh, the guy ended up having a conversation. And they felt like we weren't there in their corner no more. But that wasn't the case. We were both pregnant at the same time, you know, and not to give too much detail. But, you know, in that vantage point, he and I talked and said, yo, like, this could have been better off with a communication. Yeah, a simple conversation. All we had to do was talk. And that, and that's the problem. Like, we could talk all day long in our romantic relationships. And, that, and that's what I don't understand. If you are bad at being a friend, you're going to be bad at being a wife. Or you gonna be bad at being a husband? Big facts. Like I, I just don't understand how we can be so focused on communicate to your spouse, communicate to your boyfriend, communicate to we your significant other. We communicate with everybody else. We communicate with the Lord. But you can't. You can't open your mouth and speak. And again, that's not it if they listen. So to, crazy. Like, and, and and you know what makes me upset? Oh. Jesus, when he was here, put so much emphasis on loving your brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, being your brother's keeper, loving your neighbor. Yeah. Like we have all of these commandments within scripture to, you know, basically be cordial, not even just be cordial, but we're called to love our friends and other people. More than ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, if, if you can't fix an issue within your friendship, then how do you expect to fish, fix issues outside of your friendships with your husband, with your parents, with your siblings, you know? Yeah. Like, I just want, I want us to speak up a whole lot more. And that's, if anything, if I regret anything about what happened between us and, and the couple that we're discussing is that I wish we would have been able to talk about it sooner. Yeah. I wish we would have just said, I wish I would have reached out at that moment of the unfollow and said, yo, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Instead of just sitting back and saying, because like I said, it's not even just on them. It's like, I think both parties can say, yo, we should have just, we should have just talked. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I know you, you've been here for the process in the beginning before Larissa and I got married. Like you've been there in the trenches with us too. Like, and we were there with y'all like, so, so what's mm-hmm. the point? Like, like, yeah. like quality friendships like that, that happen that, that the relationship just goes awry because y'all didn't talk. It's really stupid. And you know, what was behind me not reaching out because I told you, what was it? I just talked about being timid. Oh yeah. I told Elliot, I said, Oh, well, you know, I don't want her to think X, Y, and Z. Da, 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 da. I was very hesitant and, you know, just kind of reserved on following up when again like you said that that definitely should have happened sooner than it did because we went what almost two years without without a discussion without any kind of discussion like y'all walking around like and me and me and him are just sitting there like yo we cool one day our our wives will get it back together like we can't we can't like like force y'all but i think in the same time i can understand why you might have been reserved because You've had this happen before. Exactly. So you don't know, like, and, and you and that person, you you and the person that we're talking about now, y'all have, y'all have been close. Yeah, we were very close. So that one, close. that one hurt you a lot more than the first one. Yeah. So now you don't, you're like, you really confused. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on. Like, you, you are even, possibly even seeking God and saying, yo, like, what happened here? Definitely was, and you know that. I mean, yeah. I was crying and 
this was something that had a hold on me for a while. Like the unforgiveness piece, I was very like, I was <laughs> very much so over it until I went to God and was like, yo, I'm sick of dealing with this. I'm sick of feeling this type of way. I don't want to have any ill feelings toward this person because like you said, like we were real tight friends before this even happened. Like I- I'm just tired of feeling this burden. And again, the Lord had to walk me through that process. Um, and one of the first things, of course, being the unforgiveness piece. And it was very hard for me to let that go until I realized that the unforgiveness was affecting me and mm. my peace and, you know, my um, contentment. Yeah. And so he started walking me through that process and, you know, told me what to do step by step. I reached out to her. Um, a couple times and didn't get a response and you know there was still a level of unforgiveness there and so the Lord was like okay do it one final time and so I did and we had a conversation and you know I felt like it was just like my heart was letting go and so I told the Lord I said okay whatever happens after this happens you know if we don't um, reconcile or um if our relationship isn't restored, then I can walk away from this clear headed knowing in my heart that I really forgave her and that I forgave myself for not doing what I was supposed to do on my end. Yeah. Um, and just a couple of days ago, actually she reached out to me and you know, that, um, I feel like the friendship is being restored. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is, wait, where's my round of applause? Hold on. Hold on. We don't have time. Come on. It's it's 10 o'clock. I got to give the applause because me and him, we like, we, we literally said this last year, like, yo, y'all, they fine. They'll, they'll get it back together. Like we we ain't tripping. But it does take a, it it takes longer for women. Well, yeah, it takes longer for women, but I also like, I'm even thinking to myself, um, because I have a, a, a former friend who it could, it could be reconciled. And I'm I'm not one. Yeah, both of y'all just that's a mess. Well, here's the thing. Like for me, I I would say I am ninety percent over of what happened. I'm getting to the ten percent part. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> but I mean, I followed the person back. So I mean, I followed them on on social media. But it's very very hard for things to be reconciled when another person might not be there. Like it it, it may still be a thing on you. Uh, and so one of the things, and this is why I wanted to pinpoint the fact that Satan can, can attack friendships. I think you and her, I think that was, I can say that that was actually probably the enemy. Yeah. And he was trying to trigger you a whole lot in that moment. And he did. And saying, yo, like this person, no one's for you. This person's not for you. See, I took one of your closest friends. You isolated, you all alone, you this, you that. And the whole time God was like, yeah, cool. Satan think he got it, but. He he not gonna he not gonna win this one, and the same here with with, with me. I'm still t- trying to figure out if God, if you want to reconcile this reconcile this reconciliation. Wow, if you want to reconcile this friendship, or did you really dead this to, for it to be dead? Mm-hmm. Like, let me know. Especially with us being back here, like, is there a reason for this being back here? I'm having dreams about this, this person and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, am I supposed to be like? Like, let me know, because I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, I'm still like, yo, like, I can still feel a pull, 
kind of I wouldn't say it like a soul tie, but I can still feel like yo like yeah, friends can have. I, I believe that friendships definitely have soul ties. I mean, yeah, like you know, there was nothing wrong with this person. Like they were cool. Every everything was copacetic until we you and I started dating, and it was like yo, this is a little weird. This friendship that we have is a little weird. Um, but in in that retrospect, and one of the, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the fact that marriage can expose some friendships. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest factor about being married is that your friendships will get exposed. Yeah, like I think more so than anybody. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to like be leveled up upon upon anybody else, but I think we have had to had our share of fights with friends. But more so than anything, I've seen a lot of reconciliation happen between you and a few people, me and somebody else. And there's one I'm still kind of like, I, I don't I don't really know what what we're doing here. And so all in all, I think, you know, for the most part, one of the biggest things for God is that he doesn't want us isolated. When y'all read in scripture is no man, it's no it's not good for man to be alone. Yes, that's about Adam and Eve. But I believe that's also about friendships. I believe that is about community. Like the enemy wants you to be isolated and not experience the full totality of what relationships are, not just romantic because the church has made it a big deal about romance, Mm -hmm. about finding the love of your life. But let's find the partner of your life. I know the word partner it's mixed with like could be, you know, spouse and things like that, but I'm talking about relationship. Yeah. I'm talking about the platonic relationship that could change your life forever. Mm-hmm. That y'all can be closest friends. Like my boy, uh, and I can say his name because he doesn't really have a following, but um my boy Wes, one day we were on a call and he said, Yo, we've been friends for like fifteen years. I said, Dang, it's been that long. <laughs> Didn't even realize it. But I don't realize it because at the same time, yo, it's a quality friendship that I have with that person. Yeah. Like we share the same values. I definitely disagree a lot with Wes because <laughs> that boy that boy fool <laughs> i definitely disagree with with him sometimes man and that's okay because you know that's that's one of my brothers and so my encouragement for everybody out there is that yo you're an heir and you have access to great friendships like quality yeah, friendships if you want them and this is something that i learned about god that if you pray i had been praying for good quality friends for years Years because I felt like I didn't really have any and I I felt really stagnant, especially um, in my spiritual walk. And I knew that a big part of that was community and friendship. And so I started praying for it and the Lord just randomly out of nowhere gave me the most beautiful friendships. And, you know, um, sp- I have a an amazing spiritual mom. I talk about her all the time, but. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like the Lord wants us to have good quality friendships. And you want to know why? Because he's our father and everybody on earth is supposed to be our brother and sister. We his children. My mom cannot stand when me, Lauren, and Loretta are at each other's throats. She, uh, that's the only thing she loves is us getting along and, you know, us being civil and playing together and watching Degrassi together, like, that's that's all a parent wants for their children is for them to get along and to love each other. Now, how do you think that makes God look as our father when us down here can't even get it together by having a simple conversation with someone? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And I think 
for the most part, like I just, I wonder, I really wonder why there's such a gripe with believers having good friends. Like, why do y'all want to be so isolated? That's scary to me. <laughs> I don't know. That's very scary to me. Like, what's the point of being isolated when you can be doing life with a bunch of people? And you know what? I, I'm going to say this and then we, we can begin closing. But Jesus had 12 friends. One, 12 only, very close friends. One of them, there was only one person that betrayed him. That was Judas. We'll talk about that on another episode. And even Jesus forgave him. And Jesus forgave him. But also outside of the 12, he had three very close friends. I can't name them right now because I get confused with the names. But, um, but yeah, like if Jesus can have 12 quality friends outside of the one who was really crazy, I think he was just, he was just greedy. Um, if he can have 12 friends, then how good would your life be if you had just good Three good ones. Oh, that's, I just started thinking about something. That's how you know if something is the Lord and something ain't. If you got, and I think you did a podcast about this a while ago, but Judas is in your circle. There, oh, yeah. Judas is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did that podcast episode because, as a matter of fact, maybe that, that relationship doesn't need to get reconciled because that was a Judas moment. Because I, I did ask God, is if this is a Judas, please let me know. Um, and actually, okay, we can close with this story and then we'll, we'll be out. But yeah, I had a, I had a time when Larissa and I were dating where it was super weird. I was super hypersensitive for some reason. I had never been hypersensitive like that ever in my life. Spiritually. Spiritually. Yeah. Hypersensitive spiritually. Like I think when Larissa, oh, and this is a podcast episode for another time for another day for all the men out there. When you find the right one, they unlock some things. Like some things that were dormant in you become very, very much alive. But it's neither here nor there. I became very hypersensitive spiritually about stuff. It was super weird because I'd never been that person before. And there was one time when Larissa and I were dating where I was, I was finalizing her ring. And while I'm at the ring store, I see something that happens on social media. And it caught my attention and I drove away and I said, Lord, if there's a Judas in my circle, reveal it to me. Y'all, 24 hours later, all hell breaks loose. loose, And here I am, maybe 48 hours later, literally in tears, grieving over a friendship that I thought was going to go the distance. Like God showed me in that moment that, yes, every person in life, if you are a follower of Christ, you are going to have a Judas in your circle. If you are following the will of God, and I said this on, on, on that podcast, I said that the assignment of Judas is to confirm that you are in his will. Mm-hmm. If you do not have a Judas, check back again, because that's going to tell you, yo, I'm walking the way that God wants me to walk. I'm moving in the way that God wants me to move. Maybe you're dating someone and you've, you're starting to feel fishy about some of your friends. I would pay attention to that because if there is a Judas, then that possibility of you being with that person might very well be high. And so all in all, there's an inheritance in your friendships. There are things that God wants to show you in your friends that you are supposed to be assigned to. There are things where God wants you to let go of. Yeah. 
friends that you no longer need to be a part of. Period. And, point and blank. The Lord will communicate to you through your friendships. That too. Because had I not had my friends, I would not know that Larissa was my wife. That's a good point. I might have I might have really not might have known it on a whim. I probably would have figured it out in time. But I found out very quickly that, yo, this is this is it. My boy John, I'll talk I'll talk about him a little bit. Like he literally said when he saw a picture of Larissa, yo, I knew she was the one when I saw her. Mm-hmm. Because she was definitely not your type in that moment. Because a lot of y'all think that I thought Larissa was ugly when I say that. I almost cuss. <sighs> <laughs> but a lot of y'all thought thought that, but that's not what that means. It just means that Elliot had a certain type at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I won't go any further, but they all looked the same, pretty much. Um, and so when they when they saw her, they're like, "Yo, like I know that was the one because you you never go, you never veer off off that that little type that you had." Why? I know why now. <laughs> Sorry, that that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. But but yeah, like for the most part, I just want I want you to grasp everything that God has for you in your relationships, in your friendships, in your platonic relationships, because whether you like it or not, like God uses them to communicate to you. God uses them to bring healing to you. God uses them to show you the areas and the blind spots that you're missing. Yep. I've had friends, my boy John is the first one to check me on something when I'm wrong. Yeah, and they're, they're great accountability. Great accountability. Great accountability. When we were dating, John was the, the, the main one that was like, God told me something, we need to talk, and woo-wee, <laughs> did we talk. And But he brought conviction, but he also brought encouragement at the same time. Like, y'all, y'all have to have great friendships. If you are doing Christianity isolated and alone, you're doing it wrong. Like, yes, I know you think that you can do do this walk without church. Let me tell you something. You can't. Nope. Like, you can't at all. Because community. Because community is there. You can't do it. And I want, you to, I want you to tell Jesus that because he had community. Yeah. Don't forsake the assembly of the brethren. Is that the scripture? That is. The, <laughs> okay. Did correct. I say it right? Yeah, you did. Say it right. Good job. Way to go. But, yeah, like, you have to. Take full advantage of your relationships. And truth be told, a lot of y'all got some million dollar friends mm-hmm. and y'all not tapping into them. You just don't know it because you refuse to have a conversation. Because you refuse to have a conversation. That could be your wealth maker and you don't know it. And I'm not telling you to use your friends to get ahead. I'm telling you to just stop being petty. Yeah. Talk to your friends. You can talk to everybody else in the world, but the friend, the platonic friend, you the one that want to hold the grudge. You the one that want to be petty and spiteful. Every time they bring her up, Ugh, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't really rock with that person. Like, no one cares if you don't rock with them no more. That's your that's your silly self. Right. And even those who are listening, who who might be, or that we are talking about, who who are holding a grudge, or somebody did you wrong, you felt like somebody did you wrong. Have the conversation. Then allow God to use and do do those things. We gave y'all several examples where God closes doors, but he reopens doors that were shut because of our pride, because of our arrogance, because we decided, hey, we didn't want to talk about it. Like, you deserve it. You deserve to have the conversation. Be grown. A lot of the people that listen to me or listen to us, 
Y'all not 15 fighting over a boy, fighting over a girl. Y'all 25 going on 30, like y'all grown. And I, I guess it's, I guess Pastor Elliot's coming out, but y'all grown. Get it together, have the conversation, and feel that inheritance that God has for you. He left it here for you, for you to experience, for you to enjoy, for you to uh, uh, just just glean from, for you to feel inspired from these people. Yeah. Don't blow up and off there, of miscommunication. There, I'm going to tell you something else. Community has never been more important to me than now in this season and in the seasons that came after Allura. Cause let me tell you something. I was I feel like I would be dead and gone had it not been for my friends. Big facts. For real. When it comes to like mom life and just relating to other women in um, you know, the the aspect of marriage and motherhood, like, oh my God, I would literally be insane without my friends. Yeah. They have gotten me through some of the darkest moments that I have ever had in my life. And my mama can't do that. As mm-hmm. much as I FaceTime her, I FaceTime her every day. It's just something about the sisterhood yeah. and having those quality friendships. So shout out to my friends. Y'all know who y'all are if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Oh, and this this is my last example. We're going to go, I promise. I remember when Larissa was about to break up with me, y'all. It was about to be over. <laughs> I don't know what you're about to say. You remember I had that Taylor Port night. Oh, shoot. Taylor Port is a fan, is is a wine, y'all, uh, and I had a little bit too much. And I think I wasn't necessarily talking to you crazy. She says no, me talking oh, to me crazy. You were talking to me crazy, all right. Um, I didn't call her out her name or nothing like that, but I, I I felt like she was reacting to something that she wasn't reacting to because I was drunk. Um, because she, truth be told, you fell asleep on the phone and it hung up, and I thought you hung up on me, and I didn't know that. That's how it started. I do not remember this. Okay, brief rundown, and we're going, y'all. I promise. So no, don't no, don't tell the story because I don't know if it's factual or not. Just it's hurry. factual. Okay, you know give me. your point. Give yeah. your point, and let's close. Okay. Uh, so anyway, like you like you hung up the phone or whatever, and I went to went to uh, texting and saying, "Yo, like you need to get over it." Duh, 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 duh. Like it's okay. Like duh, duh. I, I was I was going off. I was faded. And next morning, mother wakes wakes up and she like. Hey, yo, dog, like, if you say you love me, you ain't going to be talking to me like that. Like, straight up. I got to figure out what I want to do with this relationship. Don't tell me have grace, nothing like that. Don't tell the bye. I'm done. Dude. Okay, because there ain't no ring on my finger yet, and you're not about to be talking to me like I'm crazy. So, bro, I thought I, I thought it was done. I talked to several friends about it, but there was one friend who came in and said, no, we're not doing this. Shariah. Shariah, if you listen to this, this is your first name drop. Shout out to you. <laughs> But I had called Shariah. I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. And it was about the situation where, like, you could just never meet my parents at the beginning because my parents were always doing something. Something was up. And so she called you. And then y'all talked for, like, maybe 10 minutes. She called me back. She said, go home. I was like, go home. She said, go home. And by the time I got home, you were like, babe, uh, call me when you get out the shower. Duh, duh, duh. And that was the saving grace right there was, was that. And I think after that, we were smooth sailing. Like... <laughs> It was like nothing really even happened. But I say all that to say there are friends who are going to protect the thing that God gave you. That's why they're your hedge. That's why they're your hedge, a hedge of protection. Like if 
Shariah does not make that call. Shariah is one of our best friends. It's um, Alora's godmom, by the way. Yeah. If if she doesn't make that call or she doesn't say, yo, E, like, not like, I've been I've been through this before. Like, y'all can't worry about this. Let, like, mm-hmm. Let's stop this. If she doesn't make that call, Alora's probably not even here. We we might have moved on, that that type of thing. And maybe not because Larissa has, has the Holy Ghost uh, in and of itself, but she didn't have the Holy Ghost that day. Um, <laughs> so yeah all in all y'all y'all need friends y'all need friends who are going to check you you need friends who's going to protect the thing that god gave you your head of protection you and need i would even challenge y'all if you are dealing with some type of conflict or some type of tension in one of your friendships listen to this episode get off this episode and text them yeah. or call them and make it right like and I, that's what I was about to say. It's cliche. I hate the saying, but life really is too short. Yeah. And it's too short, but you're meant to do it with someone else, with other people. Yeah. So get your tail and make that relationship right. Right. Right on, mom. Sound like somebody's mom right now. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all, make sure y'all do do what mother just said. And for the most part, going forward, just have some better conflict re- resolution mm-hmm. and just – and also extend that same grace that you so graciously give yourself and your husband and your parents give the same grace to your friends because they're not perfect either real talk real talk and they don't know how to be friends none of us know how to be friends Mm -mm. not like we think we know how to be friends but none of us know stevenson said that on in a sermon one day like none of y'all know how to be friends but and also the thing is we have to do a better job at learning each other too. Exactly. For example, some of y'all don't like FaceTime. All right, I ain't going to FaceTime. I'm going to call you. You don't like calls. Okay, cool. You don't like talking every day. Cool. I'll talk to you next quarter. <laughs> like, and that's <laughs> the real, thing. For real. That, that's, that's real. Like a lot of people don't need a phone call every, every right. other day. A lot of people don't need, and I'm not talking about romantic relationships because y'all should be talking a lot. But for platonic relationships, y'all ain't got to talk a lot. Y'all know y'all know y'all cool. Y'all ain't did me dirty. Y'all ain't did me wrong. Love you. I'll talk to you on the next one. You coming into town? Cool. We'll see you, we'll see you around. But at the end of the day, just they they know. All of our friends know. Yo, Elliot rocks with us. Larissa rock like the Nelsons, they they love us. They in our corner. Even if I don't hear from them every day or if I haven't heard from them in three to six months. It doesn't matter. Because I've learned I've learned how to manage my friendships the right way. And I need you to learn how to manage your friendships the right way as well. All right. May the Lord watch. It's 10 o'clock. All right. May the Lord watch and all the other stuff that y'all say, because I don't even know it because I'm not churchy. So um, without further ado, you know, y'all know who we are, man. This is on air podcast. Make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram, the air society. I'm so sorry. Y'all I'm going to promise. I'm going to put some more content up there. I just been chilling and trying to figure out this uh, merch apparel stuff which i've actually getting okay close to standpoint uh but y'all follow us there society or at air society on instagram go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you're watching this for the first time thank you so much and hashtag we are airs we out peace